We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. I'll tell you what, at least ABC Radio News is predictable. Any opportunity to knock any Republican at any point, man, they're right there. Now you have an anonymous woman, won't identify herself, making a claim about Herschel Walker. Well, this is a huge story. Please. Such garbage. Absolute, utter rubbish. Just thought I'd share my observations with you. Uh, coming up in about a half an hour, dear friend of mine, Chris Beach from the uh, Fatherhood Foundation of Virginia is going to be with us uh, getting ready to kick off the Father Christmas campaign every year. We do this and uh, we adopt a number of fathers in the community, provide, uh, and this, this year we're going to do $500 per father, and we're looking for folks to be part of this. My buddy Jamal and I last year teamed up. We we sponsored a father, and then uh, Heidi and Sakina teamed up and bought presents for the family. So you can do it any way you like, one person, three people, and we'll get some more details with uh, Chris at uh, 535. Our Attorney General, Jason Miaras, is uh, fighting the good fight continually. He's got a lot to clean up, and i, I got to tell you, I love the fact that uh, immediately weighed in on these uh, COVID vaccines relative to our children. I'm happy to say he's here. Mr. Attorney General, thank you for being here. Great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your your response your legal reasoning as to the uh, the covid vaccines that in many places seem to be uh poised now to be foisted on children well i mean i think first of all from an eighty thousand feet view i find it pretty incredulous when at the time the european union which i know often uh our friends on the left like to point to is somehow the model of governance the european union is not recommending vaccines for uh, school-aged children uh, but obviously they came out with their list of recommendations but you know, my job is to point out what the law is in virginia i issued an attorney general's opinion shortly after the cdc uh, made that determination this is listen the, the, the way the law dictates in virginia it is actually not automatic this is still up left up right now in the discretion of the parents mm-hmm. uh, the COVID 19 is not on the list uh, the actual list in the code of virginia of the vaccines that one is required to take if they're enrolled in public school. Uh, and this, the Department of Health, not under this governor, is going to recommend it. That's for darn sure. So, uh, you know, we issued an AG's opinion because, candidly, I got a lot of calls and, and um, 
and people reaching out to our office asking what does this mean and we thought it was important to provide some clarity so uh we looked at the law and and absolutely as long as you know they have the current leadership we have in richmond parents are going to matter parents get to make the decision when it comes to the uh, covid19 vaccine for the kids and will that be the case across the Commonwealth, or could one of these left-leaning school divisions, I don't know, Fairfax, RPS, Loudon say, oh, yeah, yeah, well, here, we're going to mandate it. Is, is that possible? I mean, listen, you could always try to get away with that, um, uh, but but um, you know, that I, I would highly suspect that they, they try to make that maneuver. There's going to be a lot of litigation that comes and follows it. Um, and so, um, you know, we're confident that every part of Virginia, parents are going to make, be able to make this decision, uh, not, not the CDC, certainly not the CDC in Washington, D.C. Excellent. Jason Miari is joining us, the attorney general of our uh, beloved Commonwealth. Jason, we're uh, right in the middle, uh, obviously, as you know, of election season. And there there are a lot of concerns that people have that I hear about voter integrity and are the ballots secure and what have you. I know that was one of your focuses. Where are you on that? And can we be confident uh, that our voting system in the Commonwealth is, in fact, secure? Yeah, I mean, I think you've seen a huge effort. Um, I mean, the, the great the great irony right now, despite a little bit of how the media has portrayed this, is you have seen uh, a, the, the passion for election integrity is something that, believe it or not, I think both parties have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the 2000, 2004, and 2016 elections, you know, I had my staff print off. I had three pages of quotes from Democratic elected leaders across the country questioning the integrity of the elections. In fact, I would point out for your listeners that the Northam administration in 2021 spent over $1.5 million in an ad campaign pointing out to voters that they can have confidence in the election system. Um, so they spent, Northam spent $1.5 million advertise uh, election integrity. Uh, but yes, listen, our, we, we have a great group of, we have a great team at the attorney general's office. We've been in contact with the department of elections. Uh, you know, we have full confidence in everything we're saying, plus just the volunteers, both parties, I think are good about having poll watchers. I think that's important. I think everybody should just have that, that confidence of, of, uh, that their votes being counted. So it should be easy to vote, hard to cheat. Yep. Everybody should be able to exercise that right. I encourage everybody, even if you're not um, you agree with me philosophically, exercise your right to vote. It is an amazing God-given right that most people on this planet don't have. And that's part of what I call the American miracle. Part of my job as attorney general is to make sure that that bedrock principle of the American miracle, which is um, democracy and elections, is protected. And so I have a, I have a full confidence um and where we are right now, and I have full confidence we're going to have a great, well-run, uh, uh, ethical election this fall. I love hearing that. Jason Miari is our attorney general joining us uh, a week or two weeks ago. I know you and uh, Governor Yunkin, Lieutenant Governor Sears, uh, Secretary uh, Mosier, um, all part of this bold blue line initiative to to provide opportunities to law enforcement officers here in the Commonwealth. That's one of the things, Jason, I hear all the time. And I mean, there's not a day goes by that I don't hear from one of my friends who is a, 
a deputy sheriff or a police officer somewhere in the Commonwealth who says, man, it is so good to have an AG in there now who, frankly, gives a crap about cops. So uh, you're, you're doing that. Can you give everybody a sense, though, uh, this, this blue initiative, this bold blue initiative yeah. the governor rolled out? Well, I mean, as the governor said, the bold blue line, you know, we talk about the thin blue line that kind of protects so much of us from chaos has gotten too thin. So, uh, and both of us, the governor and I have had a variety of uh, 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 meetings throughout the Commonwealth with those in law enforcement and stakeholders about this rise of violent crime that we saw. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons for it. A lot of it is you had a criminal first victim last mindset, the last part of the Northam administration, when you had this far left liberal monopoly that pushed a lot of really, I think, misguided policies. But we heard from a lot of the stakeholders. And so on the law enforcement side, too much vacancy, not enough cops on the streets, period. You have some of these large localities where it's a 20, 30 percent vacancy rate. So the governor's attack is a his bold blue line initiative is a very aggressive method to both retain and more importantly, recruit. There's going to be money spent in other states recruiting police officers to come to Virginia. If you're in a state, say like California, that doesn't appreciate the work law enforcement does, come to Virginia. You have leadership that does. My initiative, which is in conjunction with this, is Project Ceasefire, which has kind of three legs of the stool, intervention, prosecution, and protection. On the intervention for young people, I heard from so many people that said part of the reason why I've had this explosion of gang activities is one of the best outlets for young people not to join gangs are after-school activities, after-school sports, and churches. What was closed during the pandemic? All three of those. But guess what? The gangs did not go away. And so we want to have a variety of intervention programs to help young people understand that um, gangs are a dead-end street for your future and your dreams. On the prosecution side, we want to get dedicated prosecutors teamed up, special assistant attorney generals, teamed up with the U.S. Attorney's Office that will be taking you to court. If you use a gun in the commission of a violent crime in Virginia, you're going to be prosecuted to the full extent of the line in these Project Ceasefire cities. We have 12 of them around the state. One of them is Richmond, Portsmouth, Norfolk, several others. And so we want to have a dedicated prosecutor because that is the most proven way to lower gun violence. Yep. If you go after repeat violent offenders, you get them off the street, finally protection, heard from a lot of people that witnesses didn't feel comfortable moving coming forward. We are pushing for a, 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 a witness uh, protection fund that if you need transportation or lodging, very similar to what the federal program is modeled on, mm-hmm. we will go ahead and we will get you out of the situation you're in so you can feel comfortable testifying and getting these bad individuals off the street. And so intervention, intervention prosecution, protection, that's kind of the three-legged stool of Project Ceasefire that we're pushing. They're proven methods to lower lower violent crime, and that's where we're excited to partner with the governor on on both getting more cops on the street and and Project Ceasefire to to target intervention and prosecution. I think it's going to be. Uh, I look forward to seeing the results. I think it's a wonderful idea, Project Ceasefire. You know, my hope, Jason, is that uh, if uh, the Republicans retain control of our House of Delegates, take the state Senate, we can have some sort of legislation that would allow uh, the AG to go into some of these counties. Again, Fairfax jumps right to mind where the Commonwealth's attorney 
you know, the Soros-funded guys, man, they don't want to prosecute anybody for any crimes. I'd love to see uh, the AG have the ability, whether it's with a special uh, assistant attorney general or something else, to to actually go in and, and do the prosecutions. Well, you know, you're, you know, it's a bill that we uh, have talked about. We introduced last year. We, we, we're looking at it again this upcoming session. It would, you know, at, at be very narrowly tailored, particularly those most egregious examples where children that have been the victim of violent sexual assault uh, and the prosecutor is not choosing to prosecute the case or they are not prosecuting to the full extent of the law. So, we're exploring that. You're right. Part of our problem is, is we have several, you know, in some of these localities, you have prosecutors, particularly in Northern Virginia, that candidly, I think they view themselves more as social workers than they do as prosecutors. And they're not interested in actually getting these violent criminals. And it sends such a horrible message to victims. Talking to so many victim advocates, people, they want people in the law enforcement community, they say it is a horrible message when somebody, <clears throat> you have a perpetrator that's arrested. And the victim then finds out that their perpetrator is immediately released out on, on state bonds because the, the Commonwealth attorney doesn't think that's very fair to get a violent criminal off the street awaiting trial. Well, that could, they could, it could be six months uh, before they await trial. And that actually discourages more victims coming forward because what's the point? I come forward, the cops arrest them, they process them, they get it right back on the street. And it, it is really leading to some, some, some uh, tragic consequences. And so... Uh, you're right. What we're seeing in Northern Virginia and a couple of these other areas, um, they, are, they are creating more victims, not less. And my job is to be a voice for the victims. And that's a huge mission for our office. Well, you guys are doing a great job, in my cool. opinion. I always appreciate you making time for us and uh, look forward to chatting again in the not-too-distant future. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, sir. That is Jason Biari's our attorney general. I, I just uh, I think the world of him. I think he's doing a great job as the attorney general and, and cleaning up the mess that uh, Mark Herring left behind. I mean, eight years of that guy ignoring anything actually related to uh, criminal matters and focusing on all this uh, left wing political checklist nonsense. So. Good for Jason Miari's. Good for the Office of the Attorney General. It's 516, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.